How to grow in Jesus Christ. Today we're going to look at how to produce fruits. Let's go to Matthew 7:15. Here it's written, Beware of false prophets, which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. You shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes or thorns or figs or thistles? Even so, every good tree bringing forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringing forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is cut down and cast into the fire. This is a scripture that got often abused to put pressure on Christians, and this is not the intention this morning because we're going to talk about growth. So, we are in a task, obviously, of to produce fruit for Christ Jesus. Jesus expects us to produce good fruit. That said, though, we are not just left out in the rain because, as we're going to see later, we are in his good tree. Uh, we are part of his good tree. We are implanted in that good tree, or we are part of his kingdom. If you read verse 18, a good tree can't produce bad fruit. So if we know our standing in Christ, if we know who we are in Christ, if we know that we are part of his kingdom, part of his body, we are part of the good tree, we know we cannot produce bad fruit. We will produce good fruit. So today I want to just say relax first and get out of this mentality of I have to produce, I have to produce, I have to do good works, I have to please, I have to. That's not the case. Christ said this morning, just relax. You're part of the good tree and you will produce good fruits. And we're going to look at what it takes to do so. Let's go to John 15.1, John 15.1, down to 6. I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. Every branch in me that does not produce fruit, he removes, and he prunes every branch that produces fruit, so that it will produce more fruit. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me, and I in you. Just as a branch is unable to produce fruit by itself, unless it remains on the vine, neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him produces much fruit, because you can do nothing without me. If anyone does not remain in me, he is thrown aside like a branch, and he withers. They gather them, throw them into the fire, and they are burned. A very similar scripture that we just read, and again, you can abuse this and put pressure on believers, which again is absolutely not the intention here. Because if you read verse 3 again, you are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. So, as we accept the word, the gospel, the good message, and respond in faith to Christ, we are grafted placed, adopted into, adopted into this kingdom, adopted onto that tree, grafted into that tree. So we are 
already clean. And that's important to know that standing. Now, he still wants us to get active. He wants us to produce more. He wants us to, to be successful in his kingdom. Uh, if you read at verse 4, there's actually a scale there that we can produce much fruit. No, actually, verse 5, we can produce much fruit. How? The one who remains in me and I in him produces much fruit. Also, verse 4 says, remain in me and I in you. So there's something about us just remaining in him, in Christ. What does that mean, remain? Well, it means to worship him. It means to have fellowship with him. It means to read his word. It means to pray. It means to talk to him. It means to exchange with him. So as we do that, we are remaining in him and we will produce much fruit. And I know we all want to produce much fruit to please the Lord and to be where he wants us to be. Let's go to Romans eleven seventeen. For those who are struggling or feel they are not worthy or made a mistake or whatever, you've got to read Romans eleven seventeen down to 24. Now, if some of the branches were broken off and you, though a wild olive branch, were grafted in among them and have come to share in the rich root of the cultivated olive tree, do not boast that you are better than those branches. But if you do boast, you do not sustain the root, but the root sustains you, praise God. Then you will say, branches were broken off so that I may be grafted in. True enough, they were broken off because of unbelief, but you stand by faith. Do not be arrogant, but beware. Because if God did not spare the natural branches, he will not spare you either. Therefore, consider God's kindness and severity, severity towards those who have fallen, but God's kindness towards you. If you remain in his kindness, otherwise too you will be cut off. And even they, if they do not remain in unbelief, will be grafted in, because God has the power to graft them in again. For if you were cut off from your native wild olive tree, and against nature were grafted into a cultivated olive tree, how much more will these, the natural branches, be grafted into their own olive trees? Now, to be clear, Paul is here talking about Israel and them coming back to Christ. But I want to point out in this verse that section where God has enough power and also enough mercy, enough grace to graft us into the tree, into the good tree. How does that work? Well, by grace. And what's our part? Faith. So by grace, through faith, we can be grafted into that good tree. I just want to read that because even if you think, oh, not worthy or cannot get there, well, there is enough power. There is enough uh, of God's mercy that that he can graft you in. He can graft you in again into the tree so that you're part of his kingdom. And um, we want to go quickly back to John fifteen fifteen just to see Jesus' perspective. We just read John 15 at the beginning 
Um, but we're going to go back here, John 15, 15, about how he actually wants to empower us. He doesn't just want us to get by and finally made it to the good tree and barely grafted in. No, he wants us to be ambassadors. He wants us to be his representatives here on the earth. And read with me John fifteen fifteen. I do not call you servants anymore because a servant doesn't know what his master is doing. So what does he call us? I have called you friends. We are God's friends. We are Christ's friends because I have made known to you everything I have heard from my Father, which is written in the Word. You did not choose me, but I chose you. I appointed you. So he called us friends, and he's appointing us what to go and produce fruits. We are appointed to produce fruits. And even more, that our fruit should remain. And now comes the support. We have to do this. And that your fruit should remain so that whatever you ask the Father, Father God, in my name, in the name of Jesus, he will give you. Look at this. What an authority we are given as we go out and produce the fruit he wants us to produce. As we do the things he tells us to do, we can ask the Father in Christ Jesus to help us, to support us, to turn around things, and he will give it. What an empowerment. Let's read, read, read one more uh, scripture in Colossians 1, um, 9. Paul is talking here to Christians, and we can see Christ talking to us Christians today. And this is a prayer that he prayed. And, and so let's see what Paul thinks it's important to pray for. For this reason also, since the day we've heard his, we haven't stopped praying for you. Now what are they praying? We are asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. So we can pray that we are filled with his knowledge and with all spiritual understanding. Why? To produce fruit so that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, how? Bearing fruit in every good work and growing in the knowledge of God. And again, it's, it's not the wrong way around. We are not working, working, working to get something from God or to be saved or to be righteous or any of that. No. First, we accept his grace by faith. And once we are crafted... We are empowered to do the things that he wants us to do. Why? To fully pleasing him, as it is written here in Colossians 1, uh, 1.10. And bearing fruit in every good work and growing in the knowledge of God. Let's keep reading here, verse 11. Being strengthened with all power according to his glorious mind. We can ask to be strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience, joyfully giving thanks to the Father who has enabled you to share in the saints' inheritance in the light. Some say, a translation also say, being partakers of his inheritance. That's our standing. We are part of his kingdom. We are partakers in inheritance. 
We are empowered to produce fruit out of thankfulness, out of our uh, desire to please the Lord. If you want to know, check us out at www.impact.host. Thanks for listening.